This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. This is Brother Ed Robinson, Secretary of Baden Power Lodge number 381 in Wellington, New Zealand, bringing to you Volume 75, Number 12, from December of 1997, Freemasonry and Scouting. This short talk was written by Brother W.A. Bainbridge, a member of my lodge, and who I am standing in for here. Sir Robert Baden-Powell, 1857-1941, returning from the Boer War which had lasted from 1899-1902, to was suddenly a public figure. During this war he became famous in Britain for the defence of Mafeking. This town under his command had withstood a siege of 215 days, in spite of famine and sickness in his ranks. Baden-Powell maintained the defence successfully and earned the rank of Major General. On his return to England, he felt most strongly that the courage and skill of the scouts in the army should not be lost. These scouts had made such a significant contribution to the successful outcome of the war that their skills should be passed on. Simultaneously, he was convinced that the young people in Britain were not receiving enough physical exercise and experience in the outdoor life. He knew that by teaching scouting skills to young people who would become the leaders of the future, he would be meeting two objectives. In 1907, he started the Boy Scout movement in Great Britain by working with just 20 boys. To keep track of the many useful facts he was teaching the boys, he wrote notes. These developed into a book that was first published in 1908 as the Boy Scout Handbook. In the years that followed, many millions of copies were sold and avidly absorbed by young boys throughout the world. From the sale of this book came the need for leaders and the huge organisation which scouting is today. The scouting world is extensive by anyone's standards because scouting is active in over 150 countries. In the 1990s, there were more than 23 million scouts and adult leaders belonging to Boy Scout units. While the numbers have dropped in recent years, the membership has been broadened to include girls, younger boys and female leaders in all areas. The ranges of ages in the movement at the present day are Kias, 6 to 7 years old, Cubs, 8 to 10, Scouts, 11 to 14, Venturers, 15 to 17, and rovers from 18 to 26 years old. Leaders may take out warrants from the age of 18, with apparently no age limit, but after many years some leaders join, with ex-guide leaders, the Baden-Powell Guild for the rest of their lives. Adult leaders of the organisation have, over the years, taken their training in various campgrounds throughout the world, but the most famous is Gilwell Park in the south of England. This is the International Training Camp. All leaders throughout the world who have completed the training courses wear the Gilwell scarf and wood beads with pride. 
With the large number of men in the scouting movement and many common interests, it was fairly natural that scouters' lives would become interwoven in different ways. Many attended the same churches and had similar hobbies. Most loved the outdoors. The principles inculcated in scouting in many ways parallel those in masonry, and so many scouters gravitated towards the Masonic order and found themselves attending lodges with other scouters. The common interest in scouting gave them strong bonds to other scouters within the craft. The parallels are easily found, and in fact nothing can be found in the scout law and promise that is not found in masonry. The first important thing is that each scout must make a promise to abide by certain guiding principles and subscribe to the scout law in the same way a mason does in his obligation, promising to practice Masonic precepts. The scout and mason must both believe in a god and cannot be accepted in either organisation if they are atheists. Like masonry, the scout movement does not involve itself in any form of political activity. A meeting of scouters was held at Scout Headquarters, Elizabeth Street, Melbourne, Australia, on 6th of June 1929 for the purpose of forming a Masonic Lodge. This meeting was chaired by the Chief Commissioner, Arch Hoadley. The idea for such a venture had been a regular topic for discussion between Lord Somers, then Grand Master, Chief Scout and Governor of Victoria, and W.D. Kennedy, C.A. Hoadley and W.E. Waters during the years 1927-30, when Lord Somers was able to devote considerable time to his scouting interests and outdoor activities. The ten scouting brethren at the meeting agreed to hold meetings on the fourth Monday of each month and to approach United Service Lodge number 330 to sponsor a petition to Grand Lodge seeking permission to form a new and as yet unnamed lodge. In Britain and many other countries, when a Masonic Lodge exceeds 50 members, the members begin to discuss whether to start another lodge and split from the Mother Lodge. Several lodges were in this condition when the Third World Jamboree was held at Arrow Park in August 1929. During this gathering, a meeting of over 100 Masonic Scouters discussed the possible formation of Scout Lodges, with members being drawn exclusively from the Scout movement. In this way, they could form a double bond of fraternity. These 100 men left the Jamboree with the same for homes throughout the world. The leader of the Australian Jamboree contingent, C.A. Hoadley, and W.D. Kennedy were charged to mention the proposed new lodge to the newly created Baron Baden-Powell of Gilwell, and to seek his consent to the use of his name for this new Scout Lodge. He readily consented. It is worthy of note that the naming of the lodge after a living person was not only unusual, but naming it after a man who himself was not a Freemason was a break with tradition. Lord Baden-Powell had often openly expressed his admiration for our fraternity, and while in Melbourne in 1931, he suitably inscribed the flyleaf of their volume of the Sacred Law with best wishes for the success of the lodge in its good work. Baden-Powell of Gilwell, 12th of May 1931. The following issue noted that Baden-Powell had presented this VSL to the lodge. This most treasured possession is still in regular use. 
On 22nd of August 1930, the United Grand Lodge of Victoria granted a charter to form a new lodge to be named Baden-Powell Lodge No. 498. Approval was also received for the proposed Foundation Members' Jewel. Apart from the Masonic content and traditional scouting green, a yellow diagonal arrow across the jewel was designed to perpetuate the Arrow Park Jamboree discussions relating to the naming of the lodge. It's noted that this arrow is also part of the design of the Baden-Powell Lodge in New Zealand. The first lodge recorded as a scout lodge, therefore, was Baden-Powell Lodge No. 488, United Grand Lodge of Victoria, Australia. The Australian brethren were single-minded in doing what they said and wasted absolutely no time, and the lodge was consecrated on 29th of September 1930, just one year later. Most Worshipful Brother His Excellency, Lieutenant Colonel the Right Honourable Arthur Herbert Tennyson, Baron Somers, KCMG, DSO, MC, Governor and Chief Scout of Victoria and Most Worshipful Grand Master of the Day was appointed to be the First Master of the New Lodge. Worshipful Brother Charles Archibald Hoadley was appointed as Deputy Master for it was realised that Lord Somers would have difficulty and regularly attending meetings. Brother George Homan Thomas was appointed as Senior Warden, and Brother William Duncan Kennedy as Junior Warden. The names of scouting lodges are interesting in their direct relationship to scouting. Some of these names are Quest, Venturer, Gauntlet, Venture, Pathfinder, Pinewood, Red Scarf, Arrowhead, Kudu, the African Deer, Compass, and Woodsmoke. Although it has often been argued that Lord Baden-Powell was a mason, there is no evidence of this, and Dame Olave Baden-Powell denied it categorically. The confusion may have arisen because his younger brother, Major P. Baden-Powell, was indeed a member of the craft, and brother the Honourable David Michael Baden-Powell, grandson of the founder, is at present junior warden of Baden-Powell No. 488, Victoria. There have, however been other Masons who were also heavily involved in scouting, and some of these were Most Worshipful Brother His Royal Highness the Duke of Kent, Grand Master of the United Grand Lodge of England, and President of the Boy Scout Movement in 1975, Very Worshipful Brother Archbishop Lord Fisher, Brother Rudyard Kipling, Most Worshipful Brother Edward, Prince of Wales, Chief Scout in 1911. Most Worshipful Brother, the Duke of Kent, Grand Master, United Grand Lodge of England, 1939-1942. to Commodore of the Sea Scouts, 1929-1942. to Very Worshipful Brother, the Very Reverend Israel Brody, Chief Rabbi, who was a member of the Boy Scouts Council. And Lord Somers, Governor of Victoria and Foundation Master of Baden-Powell, number 488, who became Chief Scout in 1941 upon Lord Baden-Powell's death. Scout lodges differ little from regular lodges, except the name and the background of the members. In addition, the members usually have one meeting each year when they attend in scout uniform and wear Masonic regalia over their uniform. At the festive board of scout lodges, it is fairly common to add to the lists of toasts Lord Baden-Powell of Gilwell. These lodges often have meetings where scouters and or rovers may be asked to attend for presentations. When this happens and the lodge has been called off for this purpose, 
the young men see the leaders they admire in a fraternal setting. It is through this first contact with masonry and seeing the principles of masonry in operation that induces many young men to aspire to membership in the craft. This is a wonderful opportunity for the craft to expand its teachings. Indeed, in Auckland, we also have a short commemoration to Baden-Powell, which we adopted from Queensland. And through our regular contacts with the Australian lodges, we even place the scarves of both countries together on the pavement, with the lemon squeezer on the centre, all surrounded by the pennants of the four patrols at Baden-Powell's first camp at Brownsea Island in 1907, to represent the going home of our founder. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.